What is going on guys? Dando here. I hope you're all having a fantastic week. So you may have noticed from the title that this week you're not going to be getting a Simpsons review of the Regina monologues. No, you're going to be getting a little sneak peek. Not even a sneak peek. It's a full episode, a freebie of our Patreon exclusive Tales of Futurama podcast. Yes, it has officially returned with Guy and myself. We've gone back to season one and we've restarted the entire series and we're doing it properly this time, bi-weekly, available exclusively for $5 plus patrons on uh, our Patreon channel. Futurama is one of my favorite shows and this episode here in particular, the series has landed only the second episode of the series, but it is actually one of my favorite episodes of the entire series run. I just find it so fun and so relatable. I mean, who doesn't want to go to the moon, right? So I hope you enjoy getting to listen to our revival of Tales of Futurama. And if you do enjoy the podcast and do enjoy what we do here at Four Finger Discount, we'd love if you could show your support by becoming a Four Finger Discount patron. Just head to the link in the description of this podcast, patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Early access to all the shows, Zoom chats, the Facebook group, you know the drill, guys. It's, you get a bunch of freebies by being a Four Finger Discount patron. We do try to Make it worth your while. Make it worth your hard-earned dollary dues. So, yes, this is going to be The Series Has Landed, one of my favorite Futurama episodes of all time. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for continuing to listen and support the show. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll catch you guys next week. Cheers. We're going to die! It's every man for himself! Help me, Leela! You did it. We're safe. No, now we're gonna die. It's every man for himself! Good news, everyone! I'm back, baby. Welcome to Tales of Futurama. This week we are here to review episode 2. It is production code 1ACV02. Originally aired April 4th, 1999. It is The Series Has Landed. I am Dando. I am Guy. Good news, everyone. We're back for a second episode yes. of Tales of Futurama. As we promised. The reboot. <laughs> a lot of people were just like, oh yeah, give us one episode. We'll see you again in six weeks. No, no, we're here. We're here. <laughs> Uh, every bi-weekly here on the Four Finger Discount Patreon page, you're going to be bringing you uh, Tales of Futurama. And can I just say, I really, really loved this episode as well. I thought this was a lot of fun. It's it's hit the ground running, hasn't it? I mean, we, yeah. we enjoyed the, a very, very good pilot. Mm. And um, yeah, they didn't let us down with the, with the second episode. A lot of good gags in this. Uh, a lot of good character development. A lot of character introductions. Yes. People that we're... Well, Characters, or I say people, um, characters that we're going to come to know and love. So this wasn't originally going to be the second episode. The second episode was Ooh. originally intended to be My Three Sons, which is episode seven now of the first season. And they chose to throw this one in there in the second episode because they thought it would be more relatable. And I think I completely agree. I'm, I thought it did a great job because I actually had in my notes before I read that fact was that it incorporates the future space aspect, but in a way that people of... You know, 1999, I guess you could yeah. say, but of today, the moon's like the furthest thing from Earth. Like we can think, of, yeah. like, everyone wants to go to the moon. In the year 3000, going to the moon's not a big deal. No, but using that as something that's relatable to a 1999 audience, I thought was a really clever way of sucking them in and making them realize, oh yeah, I, I, I get this. This is going to be fun. Yeah, that's right. In the future, a lot of stuff is commonplace. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah to, through the eyes of Fry, it's uh, a completely different experience. It makes you realize that we are Fry. 
We're watching yeah. the year 3000 through Fry's eyes, as you said. And it's just interesting because so many of us, if not all of us, have always wondered at least once, I wonder what's on the moon. I wonder what, what what's, what's the moon's <laughs> angle? What's, what's it about? And I don't know about you, but when they got to the moon, I remember the first time I watched this, when they got to the moon, I was so eager to see what they what the moon was actually going to be like. I know it's yeah. not real, but it was like, what is on the moon in the year 3000? I, I was just <laughs> like Fry. And I thought it was really, really clever. <laughs> There's this... um. I don't know if you call it a meme or something, but it's, it's certainly a, a popular tweet yeah. that someone will retweet every once in a while because everyone's like, that's a pretty good joke. You did really well with this one. It's like shuttle lands, astronaut gets out, astronaut says, moon's haunted. <laughs> NASA says, what? Astronaut grabs gun, moon's haunted, <laughs> and Cad flies off. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not explaining it very well, but it's just a really, it's a very good example of using the Twitter format for a joke. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I just like the idea of like people went to the moon. Oh shit! The moon's haunted. <laughs> you know, you've got to go get back away, and <laughs> kill whatever's on it. <laughs> but yeah, I just love the way that they made it very not only that the the story relatable with the moon, but just made Fry a very relatable character to the to the viewing audience. Yeah, if you're a, a bit of a 20th century boy like uh, like Dando and myself, you're like, yeah, oh yeah, we landed on the moon. That's pretty impressive. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give away one of my favorite moments. I loved Fry's excitement of we're going to the, the, the moon. The moon moon? <laughs> he was just so, he, he couldn't believe it. I was like, that's fucking every person right now. If we were told we're going to go to the moon, we're like, wait, the fucking moon moon? moon, moon? That, that moon right there? <laughs> <laughs> you can see why the likes of uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are like, I get to have my own spaceship. <laughs> I get to the- go into space. Not even, not that far, but still. I get to go up in a rocket. My rocket. Anyone who hangs shit on them is just like jealous that they don't get to live out their childhood dream. Like, I mean, I understand that money could be spent for other things, but if you had the money to fly your own spaceship to the moon, fuck, you're doing it, right? <laughs> well, the thing of it is, I don't know who, I can't remember exactly who said this. It might have been a noted scientist and also noted buzzkill, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He is a buzzkill. <laughs> it's like, toys don't do that. <laughs> Neil, Neil deGrasse watching uh, Tyson, watching Toy Story. Toys don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> When a lot of people were kicking up stink about oh, Elon Musk is, you know, wasting all this money doing rockets, it's like when the Wright brothers invented planes yeah. and, you know, when planes first started becoming a thing, it's like, well, no one could afford to fly on a plane. You know, that's going to be like for 1% of the population and cut to, you know, 100 years or so later, people are flying a lot. So this could well be the start of space transit, space travel for the everyday person. Yeah. And it's going to start expensive and not everyone's going to be able to do it, but it's the first step in... It's got to start somewhere, yeah. It's got to start somewhere and it's got to start usually pretty pricey. <laughs> so with this episode, they start off with the pilot of establishing that romance between Fry and Leela. And we do get an element of it towards the end of this episode once again. But I also feel in this episode, they almost set Leela up as sort of like the mother of the group, don't you think? She's yeah. sort of like the one keeping the kids at bay. No, fucking, no, okay, let's just do this first and then I'll let you go do you have your fun. No, she's, she's very much the mother in this. I think we're, we're going to have to see a bit more of Fry developing as a human being, as a person, before he's sort of worthy of Leela as well. I mean, it, it's... A, a difficult at this stage of the proceedings to sort of view them as a uh, as a couple or at least a couple of, of equals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, she does take the very motherly slash captainly approach of, no, we've got a job to do. You know, let's get this done. If eh, Okay, fine. But let's, you know, let's do our work. Then we, let, you can eat your vegetables, then you can have your dessert. 
They were originally toying with the idea of having Fryer to be the captain, but then they changed it to Leela, which was, I think was the right choice. I think so as well, absolutely. But it's because Groening really wanted Leela to be that sexy, kick-ass heroine character. Okay. And so her being the captain slash kind of like leader of the group really fits that fits that role. And also Hermes uh, in this. So he originally wasn't going to be Jamaican. He was going to be a, a guy called Dexter. And they had okay. to re-record several episodes with a Jamaican accent. Um, because there was actually even moments in this where I thought that he didn't really speak with a full-blown accent like he's come to known to be in mm-hmm. future episodes. But yeah, I, I just like the way, and apparently it's a real struggle, but I like the way they introduced those three other main characters very quickly in a believable way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're, they're part of the um, part of the scenery at Planet Express. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that you're like, oh no, here they are. Here's this one, here's this one, here's that one. You don't need a lot of to-do. And no. they're well drawn enough and well, when I say drawn, I mean developed as characters, uh, that you don't need a whole lot of backstory. It's like, okay, now we get the idea fairly quickly. So if you were watching this in 1999, 2000, go back to mm-hmm. 2000 Guy Davis, Ooh. and you just watched this, would you want to watch more of it? Yeah, I reckon so. I like the the sci-fi comedy aspect of it, and I like the characters. I mean, they, they seem like people who would be fun to hang around, and it looks like there's plenty... It, it seems like there's plenty of room for them to grow and evolve, yeah. and I would be happy to go on that journey with them. So, yeah, absolutely. I think what the writers did well was they, they were able to work out, all right, who's going to be watching this show? What's the target demo? And they, I think they really wanted to make their main character, Fry, be as close to their target demo as possible, which is why mm. I think it, it uh, is so relatable for me. I watch this because I, I feel like I am Fry in many, many ways. <laughs> and like the way he responded to the moon, I was like, this is spot. This is literally me. Getting off that ship, I'd be like, let's go, let's go. No time for waiting. I want to see the moon. Like It was just, uh, I really, really enjoyed his, his eagerness and enthusiasm. There's that as well. And, it's, you know, he's a bit of a dumbass, but not in... And admittedly, we're in the early stages of Futurama here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not as, say, aggressively boneheaded as, say, Homer. But, you know, there are bits in it where it's like, okay, yeah, he's... He's a child. He, yeah, he's got a lot of so-so traits about him, but they're not overwhelming and they're easily forgiven or, and, and easily tolerated as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So what were your favourite moments from the episode, Mr. Davis? Well, I mean, speaking about that, I mean, there's just a couple of lines in here that, that speak to that very well. I think that I've, I've forgotten the line leading into it, but um, and who actually said it? But it was something about being stupid. <laughs> and uh, no, it's I'm like, has anyone got anything stupid to say? And, and Fry's like, well, I had more, but you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and when, he, uh, when they make that delivery and uh, um, the guy says, Oh, if I wasn't so lazy, I'd punch you in the gut. But you are lazy, right? Oh, you don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I just thought, but but you are lazy, right? You're not going to punch me in the gut. Yeah, so the, the, those bits I really like. There were a whole bunch of little... Um, What's the side gags in this as well that I really Side enjoyed? gags, yeah. I mean, during the opening credits, there was one that's... I don't know if it's really a joke, but it tickled me for some reason. It was There was a, a billboard for Defcon owl traps. Kills owls dead. It's like... <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> we do find out, I believe, if I recall correctly, this um, Futurama fans would be probably hate me for this, but I'm pretty sure owls are pests in the future. Oh, okay. Like, like rats. <laughs> I think so. Anyway. Uh, and in the in the uh, video game parlor on the moon, uh, you see gender-neutral pack person. Yeah. <laughs> very, very ahead of its time, Futurama, in terms of gender fluidity. Very much so. Yeah, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. 
and there were look, there were a couple of others, but I think I might talk about them during the review. I just thought Bender was a great wise ass in this episode. I liked him, but maybe it's just a line that I've heard too often, and people sort of attribute it to Bender all the much. Oh, that's a that's Bender. You know that whole bit about the blackjack and the hookers is like, I don't know. Maybe I've just heard it too much. I mean, okay. and this was the first time, you know, it sort of made its appearance. I was like, mm, it's an okay joke, but yeah, I think I may have heard it once too often. Out of context. Out of context. Okay. Yeah. Because it's never said again. It's just a, it's not like he's a catchphrase. Oh, okay. Because I noticed that they had the pajamas catchphrase in there. Yeah. So that, that's the one catchphrase they thankfully gave up on because it's just, <laughs> does, it just felt too forced. But that, that blackjack thing, that's only in this episode. Okay. But I also really enjoyed Fry attempting to do the Zoeberg voice. What? My mother was a saint. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trivia four. The series has landed. My first question is, mm-hmm. what is the name of the worker who gets eaten by the horrible gelatinous blob in the cold open? I know his name is not Evans. That's, that's his name. Isn't, oh, no, oh, no, sorry. That's, that's the, the question should have been, sorry. Yeah. But yes, that's right. He's, who isn't he? Yes. Because that was one of my, one of my favorite okay. bits where he's in the belly going, I'm not Evans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that scene was actually going to be originally a lot darker. He was going to decay into dust, or oh, like just gosh. get eaten in, in, like just disappear in the belly. But they're like, yeah, that's probably a bit too harsh. <laughs> and you've got that just, just, just like, I'm not Evans. Uh, I have three questions, three mm-hmm. trivia questions. So the first one is, who presents the Goofy Gopher Review? Ah, oh, starts with M. Apparently they mm. sponsor things at Disneyland in real life. I'm not too sure. Oh, God, do they? Yeah. They're into food. It's a very big food and um, food growth organization. Mon, is it Mon something? It is. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Mon, 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 um, 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 um. No, uh, who, who, who brings presents? Oh, Monsanto. Monsanto. <laughs> Monsanto. Monsanto. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, Monsanto, yes. So apparently, yes, sponsor rides at Disneyland or something. They're in conjunction with Disney in some way, yeah. Oh, my God, how corrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, yes, I mean, Monsanto is also fun to say in a Herbie's accent, Monsanto. I think everything's fun to say. Nicola loves saying bacon in a Jamaican accent. Whenever she goes bacon, bacon, it's bacon. (laughs) Every single time. Uh, You do you know how you say uh, "Michael Caine" in a German ac- in a in a Jamaican accent? Is he going to be racist? No, it's Michael Caine. <laughs> Is that actually Jamaican though? No, not really. <laughs> I, think I, fucked, I think I fucked that all up. <laughs> next, next question from you. My next question is: What sorority does Amy belong to? Oh, is it Kappa Kappa Wong? Correct. Yes. The plant that says there that she's actually from a rich family. Yeah. <laughs> um, according to Bender. Uh, you should rotate which way when making love. Ah, I know this. I, I, it's one of my favorite things when I was a kid is left, down, rotate 62 degrees, engage rotor. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. The engage rotor always got me. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Final question from myself is, what did it say on the farmer's hat? It said, the moon shall rise again. Mm-hmm. Is that one of your questions? No, but I did have it written down as something that I liked. Yes. Uh, but my last question to you is okay. also Moon Farmer related. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you name at least two of his daughters? Well, it's the Crushinator's one of them. Absolutely. Uh, um, Daisy May 128K. Yes. And Lullabelle 7. Lullabelle 7. Lullabelle 7, yes. 
Crushing Edda, amazing. <laughs> no, no, I love father. him, father. I love him. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it in the review, but one of the aspects of this episode I liked with Bender was that he didn't learn his lesson the first time. Like he goes, <laughs> and then he comes back getting chased once again. <laughs> but that is our trivia for the series has landed. We'll be right back. Actually, no, as I said in the pilot, no, no quick Ooh. break because this is a Patreon exclusive. Exactly. Yeah. So... The original air date, as I said at the beginning of the series has landed, is April 4th, 1999. It was written by Ken Keeler and directed by Peter Avanzino. Good name, Avanzino. What a name. Mm. I like it. It sounds like a delightfully refreshing cocktail. It does indeed, yeah. And Ava. Ava and Ava. The opening caption, when it says Futurama, it says in Hypnovision. Vision. Of, mm-hmm. uh, reference to the Hypnotoad. And the opening cartoon was Baby Bottleneck from 1946, but the ship crashes into, I believe, starring ah. Porky Pig. So the episode kicks off with the cold open and it's the professor showing them uh, his new commercial for the Planet Express uh, business, <laughs> which he's going to use put on during the Super Bowl. Not on the same yeah, channel, of course. But not on the same channel. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, and it's just, yeah, the horrible, horrible gelatinous blob eating up the worker who he thinks is Evans. I wasn't a fan of the giant bird egg eating the professor. It's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but the original plan would have been even worse. The original plan was, for some reason, apparently professor dressing up in a chicken costume. I'm not okay. sure how that would have worked or what the plan was, but anyway. I think they were just throwing a lot of ideas around willy-nilly at yeah. uh, Future Armor HQ. But we get the intro there. And as we said last week, that intro music is just so great. It really gets you into the mood for Future Armor, doesn't it? It's just it's Absolutely nice. it does. The episode kicks off with Hermes walking into work. And I'll, I've got here, I love the... The music underneath, it's like the it's the theme song, but it's just sort of like a boom, 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 boom. They had a lot of variations on the theme yeah. tune. Yeah, know, I really so like it. There was a, a sort of a slower romantic one yeah. near the end, I believe. Yeah, and, yeah, that's true. Or not, maybe not romantic, but more sort I, of yeah. magisterial. Yep. Did you see what the sign said when he turned it around? Uh, sorry, we're open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fry, he's just not getting used to the 31st century. Caffeinated bacon, I think baconated grapefruit. Co- uh, Ab- Admiral Crunch. And, <laughs> and what, Archduke Chocula. Yeah. Have you ever had any of those uh, American cereals like I that? I believe I had Honey Smacks when we were in America. Which okay. pretty honey, good. We, we had Honey Smacks on the shelf here for a while. Did we? Okay. It was the frog, I believe, was the logo yeah. that we had. It was yeah. a nice one, Honey Smacks. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. I think I had that in Hawaii, maybe. Um, anyway... Mm. But the professor introduces Hermes to the gang. Uh, he says he needs to pick a new captain and he looks through them all. Obviously, Lisa is the one to choose because she's the most She's already signing the manifest. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's just to sign the standard legal release, basically to say that if something happens that's not their fault, they're not liable. Yeah, death by sonic diarrhea. I want. I, I was going to go back and write down the various forms of death, but I thought, man, you can't pick sonic di- diarrhea. Let's just oh, stick no, with right. that one. If you want to get out of work, just mention diarrhea, and your boss won't even question. He's like, yep, no worries, mate. You just fucking sort yourself out and come back when you're feeling better. <laughs> I've used it once. Bad burrito. Yeah, I've my- said this. <laughs> <laughs> that can mean one of two things. See, they're coming out that end or that end. Either way, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> but I really liked Hermes there. Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> Fry them must then go to see the doc for a medical, for a checkup before he can go fly into space. This is where we get the introduction to Zoeberg. He's a little unusual. He wears sandals. <laughs> and, of course, Fry's a little bit taken aback when he first sees Zoeberg, as you would be. He's a giant... Um, what is he? Is he a squid? That's not a squid. What is he? A lobster? Lobster, lobster, of course, yes. Yeah. I like the professor, you'll be fine. Turns around to check. 
That oh. second look, that's yeah. my that was probably my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> the episode. You'll okay. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the little subtle things about Futurama. It's really mm. good. You can just tell it's written by people who want to fit in as much stuff as they can and that nothing yeah. goes to waste in Futurama yet anyway. Now open your mouth and let's have a look at that brain. No, 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 not that mouth. I only have one. Really? Uh, is there a human doctor around? Young lady, I'm an expert on humans. Now pick a mouth, open it and say... <laughs> what? My mother was a saint! Get out! It would be quite uh, concerning getting a checkup by a doctor who clearly doesn't know anything about the human body. I mean, no, no, and, and pulls out some weird kind of tool to uh, examine your, your innards. It looks like a sonic corkscrew or something. The professor is then unscrewing Bender's head to clean it out. Amy's cleaning out the body. Fry is as healthy as a crab. Nice little touch there. <laughs> and we get the intro to Amy, who professor just likes having around because she has the same blood type <laughs> which pays off a little bit later which is very funny Leela mentions that she's uh, from a, a rich family which will she's from f- the Mars Wongs yes we'll find out a little bit later when they go to Mars and we meet the Wongs who are hilarious I should say Bender is then distracting her to steal the money out of her back pocket classic Bender so professor then says they've got a package to deliver so where are we going anyway nowhere special the moon the moon the moon the moon moon Wow! I'm going to be a famous hero, just like Neil Armstrong and those other brave guys no one ever heard of. I just thought Fry's reaction here was just the best. It was so sweet and innocent. The the moon? The moon moon? (laughs) (laughs) I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it always reminds me of Nicola. So we went to casino once. We were playing playing like Kino or something. And she handed in her ticket to claim if if she won anything. And he goes, oh, you won 40. And Nicola goes, hits the desk. She goes, dollars? (laughs) I <laughs> just couldn't believe it <laughs> the guy looked at her like oh you mm. poor sorry fools yes <laughs> first time a crown yeah okay <laughs> yeah but she couldn't believe she won 40 bucks on Kino but anyway so it reminded me of that just that, that reaction and he says I'm gonna be famous like that Neil Armstrong and all the other guys that no one else talks about <laughs> oh, poor well, that's buzz. true though all these other um, well there's all these other astronauts that have now been to the moon since haven't they that is correct yeah, yeah. no one ever talks about those guys Actually, that's a really good question. Have have a lot of, have other people gone to the moon, or have people just gone into space? Surely we've gone to the moon since, right? <laughs> and it's always the excuse of, well, why would you? There's nothing there. And it's like, yeah, but wouldn't you want to go to the moon to prove that we've been to the moon? Because everyone says the original moon landing wasn't real. I'm certain people have been to the moon. As if you needed further evidence that your phone is listening to you all the time. I'm googling who le- who. Landed and then on the moon. <laughs> How many men landed on the moon? Twelve people. Twelve people have walked on the moon. Okay. Well, there you go. All, all of them as part of the Apollo program. So there you go. Mm-hmm. You thought it was just uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and all those guys, but no, there were heaps. That no one talks about. That's Neil and that's it. <laughs> Amy asks if she can come too. And they, they they say, yep, sure. If <laughs> Professor, if something goes wrong, bring back the bring blood. The blood. <laughs> Then we get the countdown scene, which was always used in commercials for Futurama on Fox 8 when I was a kid. It's a very, very funny scene. Can I do the countdown? Huh? Oh, sure. Knock yourself out. Ten. Nine. Okay, we're here. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, blast off. I don't know. Just, it's simple, but it's, it's effective. It's isn't sweet it? as well. Yes. Yeah. And I, also, I'd love that the spaceship had keys. 
Yes, that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's actually quite funny. Yeah. I've looked up here on the Infosphere, the beloved Infosphere.org. The series has landed. It says, The Planet Express ship makes it to the moon in two seconds, by Fry's count, for an object to get to the moon from Earth, which is 230,100 miles in just two seconds, it would have to travel at 413,848,921 miles per hour. Well, it is the future. I'm pretty sure they've souped up some engines by then. And by the way, I know I said I like that it has keys and I, I know the keys play a major role in the uh, in the story moving forward, but I just like the idea of a bit of an old jalopy spaceship that needs keys to start. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. I was just like, of course it needs keys. It's a vehicle. Wait a minute. Hmm. Year 3000, why would it need keys? Anyway, yeah, I, I like that. Fry's then excited once they land. Don't worry, it's open till nine. It's, a, you know, it's like, what do you mean it's open till nine? What, what the hell? And then we get the... One small step for Fry, one giant line for admission. And it's revealed here that it's <laughs> Lunar Park. It's a theme park on the moon. And Fry wants to play cutsies, but it ain't going to happen. I'd never heard that before, cutsies. I mean, what, do people just sort of go up to people and say, can I cut in? It used to happen a lot when you go out near lines for nightclubs and girls would walk up going, hi, how you going? Hi, yeah. And they just sort of like start talking to you and just sort of like just stand next mm. to you. And then before you know it, you're just, you're just next to this girl. <gasps> and then they sort of pretend that they're going in with you. But of course, once they're in the door, it's just like, smoke, oh. gone. <laughs> anyway, we come back from commercial and Fry just cannot believe that there's a theme park on the moon. It's like, what you, of course, yes, yeah, the happiest place orbiting Earth. A lot of Disneyland references in this, isn't there? There are indeed. There's one in particular that I like, which we'll get to in a few moments. Leela must, she says that they must deliver the package first and then we can go have some fun. But um, Fry just pleads, we've, we've, we've got to do this. And um, it's just completely understandable, isn't it? Like, if we had, the, if right now, we flew to the moon and there was a theme park on there. But like, I fucking want to go see this theme park. Absolutely, it would. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So Leela finally agrees and she says, you know, we'll, we'll go after we, we deliver the package. You, Amy, you go help Fry do it. And she, we get the I.I. captain and the I gags, <laughs> which I think they play out for a few more episodes and they sort of mm. get over it. But Amy and Fry are getting the keys, or they get the keys stuck in the package. Or it's, it's, whose fault is it? Is it Amy's fault or is it Fry's fault, do you think, with the keys getting stuck? I thought it was Amy's, but uh, I could be wrong. But um, but the keys fall into the package and deliver it to Sal, who hasn't got his. He's got a very distinct accent in later episodes. He's just uh, okay. and you'll you, you, you'll you'll hear it once we get to it. But um, but here he's just just a lazy guy. It's very nice. Oh, no. don't get me started. Oh, wise guy. <laughs> <laughs> they walk into Luna Park down Moon Street, USA. Hi, I'm Craterface. Welcome to Luna Park. I'll have to confiscate your alcohol, sir. Better mascots than you have tried. At least I still have my (laughs) self-respect. I love this. (laughs) Tries confiscating the beer. (laughs) Better mascots than you have tried. (laughs) By the way, time for a nerdy shout-out. Yeah. Bender sticking that beer bottle in the moon's eye is a bit of a visual tribute to one of the first uh, motion pictures ever made by the great French, uh, I guess, director, Georges Mellet. He made The Trip to the Moon. Everyone, I think everyone's seen it, the, the visual of the, the face Just on the, the vi- moon. Yeah, the, the image of the uh, the face, the, the moon face with the rocket landing in the eye. Yeah, and what this gag reminded me of, this reminded me of classic Simpsons writing where it's a gag that kids could appreciate because it's just funny to look at and hear the, kid, yeah. the, the character laughing, but adults go, 
I get that. I know yeah, that. That's good. I think I've yeah. seen that somewhere before. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those gags that works on multiple layers for kids and adults, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. Went out the merch stand. <laughs> I love this because I am so fried with the magnets. Our whole fridge is covered in magnets because we love to. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I, I've said this before that sometimes I look at the magnets and go, oh, shit, that's right. We did that. We did that. That's why we buy the mm. magnets. But they're for idiots who need stuff for other idiots. It's, which pretty <laughs> much sums up uh, the, the merch stand. I don't have a lot of them, but I do have some fridge magnets from various places. I think they're a good thing to get. As, they're as cheap, a, they're as a light. Reminder. Yeah. I'm a big fan of fridge magnets. They're a memento, for sure. Yes. We should get four-finger discount magnets. Ooh. Four-finger discount magnets or four-finger discount bottle openers? I think bottle, maybe a bottle opener magnet. What do you mean? Like a magnet you could stick on the fridge and you pull it off? Yeah, because we, used to, we used, to have, used to have a Simpsons one that you stuck onto the fridge out in the garage. Whenever someone needed it, you just grab off the fridge and bang, there you go, done. <laughs> You're just full of these incredible ideas, Xander. <laughs> no, I took an existing idea and put a clock in it. <laughs> <laughs> but we get here the magnet he puts on fr- on Bender and it fries mm. his brain, doesn't it? What does it do? It, it, it messes with his inhibition chip. Yeah, it makes him start singing folk music. And mm. this plays a role in a future episode. And I won't spoil it for you, but I love the fact that they planted the seed very early on. We now got the Whalers of the Sea Tranquility ride. <laughs> the, how good is the robot noticing Bender? Bender, Bender. <laughs> <laughs> just little things like that I thought were oh, really funny. Oh, God. It's like, what's his name? Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. Yes. Oh, I went to, went to high school with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we get the Goofy Gopher review, which apparently they wrote 20 minutes worth of dialogue for. And I'm, I'm glad it's only went wow. for 30 seconds, if that, yeah. But how good was Fry's response? This is weak. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like the best. He's just so disgusted. This is weak. <laughs> yeah, man, so good. But Fry's clearly not impressed with what he thought the moon was going to be and what they're doing. No. He thought it was space, the final frontier, but exactly. no, it's yeah. just another theme park. Address all complaints to the Monsanto Corporation. Fry's really sad here. Yes, that's, it's not what he expected. All on candy. What's that? What's that gag? That's the that's the problem with the show. They just keep throwing stuff at you, and occasionally yeah, one's so- going to. Shoot right looked, past you. I've just looked it up. So here, all on. Hang on. All on candy. Yeah, the all on candy stand, which is a play on cotton candy. So what? what is all on? I'm going to sound stupid oh. here. What is all on? All on is a fiber. Okay, so there's the gag. So it's a take okay, on so cotton. So it's a, it's a synthetic fiber. Okay. The reason, see, in Australia, we call cotton candy fairy floss. Right, We don't call it yes. cotton candy. That's why I was confused. Okay. But I didn't, I didn't know. We're what, not, what, we're not stupid. We're just ignorant. Yeah. I didn't know what all on was though. Did you know what all on was? I didn't know it was a fiber. No. Nor do I. <laughs> but there's a take on cotton candy. Okay. Well done, future my writers. You got me. <laughs> you know, he just says everything here is artificial. This isn't the moon that I thought it was going to be. Like the moon's meant to be this amazing, incredible place. And then he notices a window, and he's like, "That's what I want. I want the <laughs> real moon. I want to jump around like like an astronaut." And you no, know, better says, "You're the kind of guy that visits Jerusalem and doesn't want to you know, visit the Sexeteria." Leela <laughs> <laughs> suggests the Lunar Rover ride, which is sort of like an educational ride, kind of like the kind of thing you get at Epcot. Um, yeah. You know, the line's going to be short because it's educational. How funny was it? Is it the um, that one of these days, Alice? What's that? What's that show? That's the honeymoon. Honeymooners. Honeymooners. One of these days, Alice. Bang! Zoom. <laughs> he was using space travel as a metaphor for beating his wife, <laughs> which is not funny, but funny. Yes. <laughs> but what is what's good about it is that Fry calls it out, as we were saying at the start. He says silly shit sometimes, but he's not a moron. Even he's no. smart enough to go, no, no, that's, that's the fucking honeymooners. Because he's watched a lot of TV. He's much like us. He knows all this kind of shit. We know yeah. a lot of useless information. Then we get virtual, virtual skee-ball. It's like I'm playing virtual skee-ball. 
so this is where they, they're delivering the um the, the package they deliver is getting tipped into the um the, mm. the claw machine. And I must admit, when you first saw the keys go into the into the crate, yeah. I was like, oh, is it some kind of like Creature. monster or something? Creature, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it turns out just to be stuffed toys. Yep. Uh, uh, Amy says, oh, Leela's going to kill me. Uh, she's probably going to make me do it. Then Amy <laughs> almost gets it out and she screams in Chinese. I, I appreciated that. I thought it was funny. And she, she screams <laughs> so Chinese quite a lot when she's um, very, very angry in future episodes. We're whales on the moon. We carry a harpoon. But there ain't no whales, so we tell tall tales and sing a whaling tune. We're whales That's not how it happened. Oh, really? I don't see you with a fungineering degree. Oh, this is stupid. I'm taking this thing out to the real moon. Fry, no. This is my first mission, and I'm not going to let us get in any trouble. Besides, the car's on a track. Not for long. I died doing what I loved. I love the use of the term fungineering as well. I was about to say that that was my Disneyland reference that I really liked. The take on the Imagineers, yeah, it's really, like, really. It's, it's you so don't have a, you don't have a fungineering degree. It's so obnoxious, the Imagineers. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it, I would I would cringe if I was expected to call myself an Imagineer. I know right. they do incredible stuff, but mm. Imagineer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny though. Like the year three thousand. I wonder if this will ever happen where history just gets retold. And they just believe and accept it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's just, I wonder if there's things that have happened in our past that are completely fabricated and wrong, but have just been told enough now that we just accept it to be true. Frilo bails. He's like, fuck this. So he gets the rod, derails <laughs> the car, and runs over the robot who died doing what he loved. Okay. Leela gives him 10 minutes. Leela's very dismissive here. All right, I'll give you 10 minutes. Then you're going to get bored. You're going to turn around and apologize for being so stupid. This is the stupid thing here. Maybe That's... this is it, yeah. <laughs> but um, Fry, doesn't, Fry doesn't give a shit, though. He's not even paying attention. He's like, I don't give a fuck. And he's just having so much fun driving around on the moon. Like, he's having a blast. It's great. Yeah, it's it's really, really fun to well, see. Well, if, you, if you've spent your entire existence on one planet, yeah, you know, going to another lunar body or another you know celestial body, be like, it's pretty rad. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> I, I'm sure he's been to a bunch of theme parks. He's never been to the moon. That's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, exactly. So they fall into a hole, unfortunately, though. I'm ready to go back now. <laughs> we come back from commercial. <laughs> How good is this? So they're sinking. Every man for himself. <laughs> Help me, Leela. Leela. <laughs> Straight away. They get up. She uses the oxygen to get out. Every man for himself. himself. <laughs> I thought, I mean, it's a dog act to do, but it was just so oh, funny. Straight, like, the, every man for himself. Immediately help me, Leela. That is such a Homer thing. I just thought it was amazing. I thought it was really, really <laughs> funny. Amy is still trying to get the keys out. Hey, look what I won from a tourist pocket. Shut up. You're distracting me. Come on. It's just like making love. You know, left, down, rotate 62 degrees, engage rotor. Ugh, I know how to make love. Oh. Here, let me do it. <laughs> Uh, oh, lousy arm must be rigged. That's her, officers. That's the woman who programmed me for evil. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go build my own theme park with blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the park. Friar and Leela are now in some serious strife. Fortunately, though, Fry notices the, the barn. They go leave me to die in that barn. Farmer points the gun at them. 
Oh, that theme park is a wicked sinful place. Dill dwells okay, but the rest is <laughs> sinful. Says, yeah, you got to do some chores if you want some oxygen of his. Yeah, um, you got to do, do, do it overnight. You can go back home in the morning, but unfortunately, night lasts two weeks. Two weeks. Moon. Is that true? wonder if that's true. I, I'm not sure. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm no moon expert. I don't have a fungineering degree. Just don't be touching my three beautiful robot daughters. <laughs> now, apparently, there's a long history of farmer's daughter jokes. There are, there are plenty okay. sort of going around, and this is sort of, I guess, a bit of a riff on that. I can't sort of remember any off the top of my head, although I was having a quick look on Google and found a thing that's saying the 21 plus best farmer's daughter jokes, some of which contain profanity. <laughs> profanity to the point that we can't say it on the show? Uh, well, don't we go that far, but uh, use your imagination and your Googling skills to maybe find out farmer's daughter jokes. But uh, there's a long and proud tradition of uh, racy jokes about farmers with hot daughters that you really should keep your hands off. I really liked Fry's response to the crush netter. Whoa. <laughs> Leela is just ranting, but Fry's just thankful he got to see the moon. He doesn't care. He's like, what are you worried about? We're on the moon. Just fucking relax. Let's just, uh, just take a chill pill. Leela says, it's just a dump, you know, but she just can't, she just can't see it. They hear a gunshot and it's Bender. <laughs> You'll never find me in here. And um, uh, obviously he does because it's a glass house. You didn't touch the crush netter, did you? course not lady that fine you need to romance rest <laughs> fires through the wall they all run away um and the farmer jumps into the crush now to chase them really cool music again good like getaway music but yeah. take on the futurama thing really nice then jump over the ledge and the crush now to go straight through it they jump over the gators with the uh, with the astronaut with helmets helmets on. On. nice little touch yeah the crush now will not jump over the um the gorge though no pa i love and him them. and he jumps <laughs> jumps on his hat but uh, we then get the dark side of the moon arriving. I, I like that Fry's obviously a Pink Floyd fan. Yeah. Cool, dark side of the moon. <laughs> the moon. But uh, they've got to get out of there before before they freeze, though. What do you mean, we, you mammals? Mm-hmm. But they're running away. Professor's now watching it through his telescope, which looks very much like what we'll see in future episodes, the smelloscope. We are okay. not quite there yet. And we get the already in my pajamas line again, which just doesn't seem to... It's, it's not good. I, I'm glad they got rid of it. They then come across the original moon landing site. And I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, surely they're going to get to that at some point. Yeah. Hey, look, it's that flag from MTV. <laughs> and he stands, <laughs> on the, stands on the footprint, puts a big Nike thing in it. It's just fantastic. Fry just can't believe it. Like, he just thinks it's the greatest thing ever. And you know, they jump into the, in the moon landing. He's like, well, this is amazing. But then Leela just shuts him down. Look, Fry, it's just a crummy plastic flag and a dead man's tracks in the dust. And I felt sad for Fry here. Hmm. It's like, I get that you don't give a fuck. Yeah. This guy, it means everything to this guy. Yeah. I mean, to Fry, it's relatively recent history. It's only 30 years old, as opposed to Leela, for whom it's 1,030 years old. Yeah. I mean, you might as well be talking about, you know, the Dark Ages or the Stone Age even, or whatever. Well, actually, not that far back. But, uh, yeah, I, I fully understand where, um, where Fry is coming from in this regard. But I can also get Leela's point of view as well. But I think my sympathies lie more with Fry, absolutely. Well, it's kind of like we're discussing at work today, actually, the Ooh. the concept of memory cards in a PlayStation. And now people can just save whatever game they want, auto-saves every fucking 10 seconds. It's, it's impossible to lose your game. And I was saying to the, the younger guys, you know, when I was a kid playing like Sonic on the Sega, right, I'd have to literally leave the console on because you couldn't save it. So if you yeah. turned it off, you lost all of your progress. Ah. So the idea of just like, 
because because to them I was like you got I said you guys should be thankful that you can save shit. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we never used to be able to save things. That blew their mind. They're like, wait, wait, you couldn't save things? What you had to use a memory card? I'm like, yeah, and it was great because you could take your memory card to someone else's console, <laughs> plug your progress into that one, and continue playing. They're like cool i guess i'm like you don't understand you weren't there it was the greatest thing in the world <laughs> as i said before mate welcome to old age <laughs> oh, i know right working with 20 year olds makes me feel so old even though i'm 30 it's just, it just feels like the difference in the world between 20, a 22 year old and a 32 year old now because of the introduction of the internet it's just oh, yeah. so different it's just so different but um yeah so they're at the moon site and Leela's just shut him down but there's no room for bender so he goes to get his own lunar lander Fry then tries to explain to Leela what all the fuss is about. Well, Astronaut was such a big deal. Oh, I think every kid at some point either dreamed of being a police officer, a firefighter, or an astronaut. Astronaut seems to be the big one because it's like space. There's something about space, isn't seeing the stars and the, the unknown, I guess. Yeah. Look, Leela, I'm sorry. I never should have dragged you out here. That's right, you shouldn't have. I still don't get what the big attraction is. <sighs> I never told anybody this. But a thousand years ago, I used to look up at the moon and dream about being an astronaut. I just didn't have the grades or the physical endurance. Plus, I threw up a lot and nobody liked spending a week with me. A week would be a little much. The moon was like this awesome, romantic, mysterious thing hanging up there in the sky where you could never reach it, no matter how much you wanted to. But you're right. Once you're actually here, it's just a big, dull rock. I guess I just wanted you to see it through my eyes the way I used to. Fry, look. It really is beautiful. I don't know why I never noticed before. I thought that was a nice line there, like the way I used to see it, but you've made, yeah. you've broken my spirits. You've made me realize it's, it's, it's nothing. Because he was willing to sort of, he, he was enjoying the moon for what it was. He was like, this is fucking amazing. But because Leela kept yeah. shutting him down, he was like, fine, whatever, it's not great. Yeah. And then Leela finally takes notice and she sees the earth from the moon. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're right. It actually is quite beautiful. beautiful. I've just never really paid attention. And this is where we get the sort of like the romance. They're not going full throttle yet, but it's just the seeds are being planted here. They recognize that there's, yes, the, the potential is there. Yes. Uh, Bender then arrives once again getting chased. Um, but Amy <laughs> saves the day this time flying the ship. And she, um, I, I, like the, I like the way it all sort of blended in. So Lynn yeah, says, how did she learn to drive stick like that? Because she had to get the keys out of the machine. I'm like, it's silly, but I'll buy it. It, it all yeah. fits in nicely. <laughs> I just love Bender being sort of uh, magnetised to the bottom of the I'll kill you, Amy. I'll kill you, even though she's get, he's getting saved. But even, even that sort of paid off again. You know, the, the magnet on Bender's head, it wasn't just a one and done gag. It paid yeah. off at the end again. It was very nice. Um, takes them all away. The farmer takes off his helmet this time in rage, but it wasn't. He's not able to breathe because there's no, there's no oxygen. Then Bender's just singing that she'll be riding six white horses when she comes, and he's just furious. She'll be riding six white horses when she comes. She'll be riding six white horses when she comes. Hey, I'm pretty good. She'll be riding six white horses. So, Fry, was the real moon anything like the moon you used to dream about? Eh, close enough. But yeah, I just thought this was just another really solid episode to introduce to a new audience to make it relatable, both from a story perspective and from characters, and make you want to return because you'd be like, I want to see more of this world. And worlds up. Yeah, what they do well is that they haven't ventured out too far yet. They've incorporated aliens and various things from the future, but it's not like space travel yet. It's they've, got, no, they've no. gone to the moon. That's you know the, the thing in the sky, the moon. You know? Well, they're laying the groundwork. They're being very, very yeah. careful. And uh, yes, you're right. It's a 
it's a good solid episode in just terms of its uh, overall construction, and it's studded with a lot of great little visual gags, one-liners, and everything like that. It's it, it's a, it's a very very solid episode. It's a really clever concept having having Fry there because what it does is it makes it easier for us as viewers to put ourselves in in his shoes because. If it was just a show set in the year 3000, it'd be like, oh, it's a bunch of funny gags in the year 3000. But because there's someone from our era there, yeah. it just it's sort of like, oh, yeah, that's how I would react to all these mm. new things. It's just, yeah, it's a very, very clever concept. But the series has landed another really entertaining episode. I think I, yeah, I enjoyed this more than the first one because there wasn't as much character set up. It was just, let's just okay. get straight into this. Yeah, I think I enjoyed this one more than the pilot. The pilot was a really great pilot, but I think as an episode, I think I enjoyed this one a lot more. I see where you're coming from. I think I might have enjoyed the pilot a bit more, but this is uh, a great way to get the Futurama journey underway. That's right. Okay, guys, hope you've enjoyed the review of the series has landed. Thank you so much for your support. If you're listening to this, you're obviously mm. a patron of Four Finger Discount. Your support is what keeps this show going. The next episode of Tales of Futurama, we will be re- reviewing episode three, I Roommate. I won't spoil it. I know what it's about. It's another fun <laughs> episode. A bit of character development between Fry and Bender. That's what, That's all I'll say to you there. I look forward to catching it. Yes, so that'll be available for you guys in two weeks here on Patreon. Don't forget to check out all the other shows we've got up here for early access. We've got the one about friends going down to South Park and talking Seinfeld. Tell your friends as well because they can listen to the show for free. Available mm. on Spotify, iTunes, wherever they find their podcast. But you guys, because you are patrons, you're getting it early. You're getting early access because we love you guys the most. But don't tell your friends that. <laughs> Alright guys, this has been Tales of Futurama. The series has landed. Mr. Davis, any final words for our incredible listeners? Yes, we hope you've enjoyed Tales of Futurama. Not to be confused with Sonic Diarrhea. 